This is Z-Feed in your ears. We're an independent media company bringing context and critical thinking to the news, social issues and pop culture. This podcast brings you the audio version of our articles and essays. For those who prefer to listen and maybe multitask instead of reading words on a screen, you can find the text version of this piece on zfeed.com.au. Quick catch up, answering your questions about Morrison's ministry scandal from Zfeed Instagram. This will go down in history as one of the most shocking stories of this era in Australian politics. If you're listening to this, then you already know that between May 2020 and May 2021, then Prime Minister Scott Morrison appointed himself as co-minister of five different departments. At least three of these appointments were kept a secret from the actual ministers and all were kept a secret from the public until now. This is a huge complicated story that's still unfolding, so understandably many of our readers and audience had questions about the basics. To help you keep up, I'll answer the most common questions in the next few minutes. First question, what's the timeline of these events? So Morrison appointed himself health minister in March 2020, just as COVID was about to take off. Shortly after that, he made himself co-finance minister also in March. Then one year later, he gave himself the industry, science, energy and resources portfolio in April 2021. And finally, both the home affairs and treasury department portfolios in May 2021. Question two, what's his justification for doing this? At the very beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, just as things were beginning to take off in Australia, the government was considering a clause that grants emergency powers to the health minister alone. At the time, that was Greg Hunt. Ironically, Morrison was uncomfortable with the idea of one man having all that power. So after getting the legal advice from then Attorney General Christian Porter and with the support, perhaps reluctant, from Greg Hunt, he made himself co-minister of the health department just as a safeguard. This decision is kind of understandable, as at that time, the pandemic and what might happen next was so unknown. But there is no justification for that decision to have been kept a secret. There isn't really any logical reasoning why Morrison continued to appoint himself new portfolios after that. He claims that he did so just in case any of those ministers became unable to do their job because of the pandemic, and that he only chose portfolios that were, quote, in the national interest. That justification, however, does not explain why he kept the decision a secret from three out of the five ministers and most of his own party. Question three, was it legal? Technically, yes. Question four, did he get any extra money for taking on these additional roles? So far, no, it appears that he did not receive any additional salary or compensation for the portfolios that he secretly took on. Question five, will this clause or loophole be closed now? On this one, I think it's too early to say. Our guess is that the clause will remain, but with an amendment that says if the decision is made, it must be made publicly. Question six, did he make any decisions with these powers? So far, Morrison appears to have only used his additional powers to make one active decision. Keith Pitt was the Minister for Industry, Science, Energy and Resources at the time. Pitt was to consider a permit renewal for the PEP-11 gas project in New South Wales, but Morrison rejected the permit before Pitt had had a chance to evaluate it. Asset Energy now understandably want a review of that permit application. If more of these rogue decisions by Scott Morrison are uncovered, they may have to be reviewed too. Question 7. What consequences will Morrison face? His colleagues are pissed, so most likely he will be forced to resign. To be honest, we do think he probably would have resigned soon anyway, regardless of whether this story had ever come out. 
If a federal integrity body is created with retrospective powers, he could be called in for investigation. Something like this could formally determine whether or not he abused his power, but it won't do much else because no crime has been committed. And the last question, why is this a big deal? We'll have a bigger piece addressing exactly this in the coming days, but for now, let me just say, this story exposes the culture of secrecy that should not exist in a true democracy. And it's clear that the problem extends far beyond Morrison himself. Even though he is no longer Prime Minister and will soon likely be out of Parliament altogether, the elements that allowed this to happen still exist and can still be abused. We should call that out and attempt to correct it. Thanks for listening to ZFeed Audio. If this piece made you think, helped you understand, or introduced you to a new point of view, there are a few ways you can support us. Our work is meant to be discussed. Share this episode or the article with a friend and get talking. You can also subscribe, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, or support us on Patreon. That's all for now. Time to give your brain a break.